It was a very cruel scene, executed in an unusual manner. Cruel Coven. Hey, freaky nerds. I'm Tori. I'm Katie. And this is Cruel and Unusual. The podcast. Hey, you guys, here we are. We're back. We're In back. your ear holes. In the flesh. Burrowing. Your ears are clean. Are they? I like this environment. Ooh. Is it is it small? Are you claustrophobic? Um, in some instances. In an ear hole? Because maybe it would be cavernous <laughs> if I'm really small. Like on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <gasps> Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It's been a very hot minute since yeah. I've seen that. You guys, Crazy. I'm released from quarantine. She <laughs> and is I'm a, a little wild. A little more feral now than I was before, which mm-hmm. was pretty bad. Yes. Um, every, Everyone is fine. Everything's fine. We're all good. We're alive and kicking. Yeah. You guys, if, if you don't know what Katie's talking about, we took last week off because the house that she lives in came down with the COVID. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we could have recorded remotely, but then we also couldn't have because my husband had to isolate. Yeah. Alone. I've got children. A couple. Who don't be no. quiet long enough for me to do one thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it just yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't have happened. And honestly, it's so hard to figure out the mm-hmm. whole record when we had to do it before when COVID first started. Yeah. It was very difficult. It was hard to get the sound right. It was hard to get our vibe right. We and don't we no. don't vibe right. We don't vibe when we're not, when we're not in the same room. No. Never we're fear. We're back again. Her house no longer has the COVID. We've been released. We've got our release papers. She does. <laughs> she showed me them. Released Just from for quarant- final proof. Yep. Released from our quarantini. Um but from yes. this worldwide panini. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> but we're back and we're yeah. very happy to be back. Yeah, and... we hate missing weeks. It just Ugh. feels wrong and we feel like we're um, letting you guys down. Yeah, so we we're sorry if you guys had nothing to do last Thursday. Put it on us. Because obviously we're your entire lives. <laughs> the, on no, Thursdays. the entire day of, of Thursday. It's just cruel and unusual. Cruel and unusual day. For one hour. <laughs> Okay, you but guys. you think about us all day. Uh, um, anyway, yeah. Anywho, so Texas. Um, we're really guys, sorry, Texas. You I don't guys know. Down in Texas, <sighs> you are our second biggest listenership. Yeah, besides Illinois, and we're really fucking sorry that you're going through all this shit. There was so much damage, right, and destruction, and death, and death. Mm-hmm. But I told you this earlier, like just scrolling through TikTok and Facebook. Yeah. All of the pipes bursting mm-hmm. and houses just destroyed. Just so many things and, that you don't uh, think about and now, that you take for granted. I think it was Crystal posted an article about people getting like $10,000 power bills now. Yeah. Just yep. insanity. Yeah. So we're really sorry that you guys are going through that fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's so fucking hard. And we have, like Katie said, we have so many listeners from Texas mm-hmm. and we just I can't I can't even Katie and I thought it would be a good idea and I know this isn't going to make a huge dent in you know in in relief efforts but it's something small that we can do and we want to do it so all of our Patreon proceeds for the month of February will be going directly to the Texas Winter Storm Relief Fundraiser Mm -hmm. um, which you can find there's GoFundMes for it yeah. Um, so you can find that online. We'll leave a link to it in case you guys want to donate to it as well. But that's just something small that we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and just know that we're thinking about you guys because yeah. it's awful what you're going through. Yeah. So since I since you have the main episode today, I'm going to go first for article. All right. OK, <laughs> I'm ready. You guys know I don't read these ahead of time. So <laughs> this is the title of the article from the Miami Herald. Ooh. Man stabs wife and kills her boyfriend in domestic dispute, then dies in I-95 crash, police oh, say. wow. This article was written by David J. Neal, and it just came out actually this morning. Ooh. Mm-hmm. This entire thing is one big-ass quote. Okay. okay. Two people died in a domestic violence tragedy that Miami-Dade 
police said, started in a mobile home park and ended with the wife in the hospital, and the husband dead in a truck crumpled against a concrete highway support. (sighs) Miami-Dade police didn't release any names yet. They also didn't say whether the husband intended to crash his gold Chevrolet pickup truck off the northbound Interstate 95 ramp into the Golden Glades interchange, a crash that closed the ramp to the Palmetto Expressway and the Florida Turnpike for hours. Wow. But he definitely intended to stab his estranged wife's boyfriend. The boyfriend died at the age of 41. The estranged husband was 45, and the surviving wife is 23. Hmm. This started around 1015 at the mobile home park at 8202 Northwest Miami Court, Miami-Dade Police said. The wife and the boyfriend were at her place when the husband arrived and stabbed them. God. He left before Miami-Dade Fire Rescue arrived and declared the boyfriend dead and hustled the wife to Ryder Trauma Center. So she survived? hmm Wow. Meanwhile, the husband raced up I-95 onto the exit 12 ramp into the Golden Glades, then off the ramp into a concrete support of the flyover. And there's pictures, too. Oh, Ugh. of the ac- of the car accident. Yeah, of the of the um truck. I hate and, that. And like the entire like top of it, it's off. No. Yeah, terrible. Well, I'm glad that the wife survived. Yeah, me too. Ugh. But still, such but the a whole thing. Such a waste. Just such a like. Why? Yeah. Why do that? What is? What did that help? Right. Nothing. What about? Okay. Do you have a better article? <laughs> one that isn't involving death and destruction. It's a little more lighthearted. Okay. A lot more lighthearted. Do you remember a while back when I um, read that article about the woman getting bit on her butt by a snake when no. she sat down on the toilet? Yes. And it was like in the apartment building. In a hotel pipes. or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I have another bare-assed story <laughs> for you. We love a good naked butt story. The title is Bear Bites Woman Through Toilet in Outhouse. What? Get it? Bare-assed. Bear. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> this is written by Mark Thiessen. And it says, quote, An Alaska woman had the scare of a lifetime when using an outhouse in the backcountry, and she was attacked by a bear from below. (laughs) No. She said, quote, I got out there and sat down on the toilet, and immediately something bit my butt right as I sat down. No. Shannon Stevens told the Associated Press on Thursday. Shannon. (laughs) She said, quote, I jumped up and I screamed when it happened, end quote. (laughs) I bet you did. (laughs) Stevens, her brother Eric, and his girlfriend had taken snowmobiles to the wilderness February 13th to stay at his yurt located about 20 miles northwest of Haines in southeast Alaska. Her brother heard the screaming and went out to the outhouse about 150 feet away from the yurt. There he found Shannon tending to her wound. They at first thought she had been bitten by a squirrel or a mink or something small. Eric brought his headlamp with him to see what it was. He said, quote, I opened the toilet seat and there's just a bear face right there at the level of the toilet seat, just looking right back up through the hole right at me. End quote. No. I just shut the lid as fast as I could. I said, there's a bear down there and we got to get out of here now. (laughs) And we ran back to the yurt as fast as we could. End quote. Once safely inside, they treated Shannon with a first aid kit. They determined it wasn't that serious, but they would head to Haynes if it worsened. It was bleeding, but it wasn't super bad, Shannon said. The next morning, they found bear tracks all over the property, but the bear had left the area. You could see them across the snow coming up to the side of the outhouse, she said. They figure the bear got inside the outhouse through an opening at the bottom of the back door. I was going to ask how. Right. (laughs) Like, in in there, in the the pool? He just was basking in it. (sighs) Little bear. I expect it's probably not that bad of a little den in the winter, Shannon said. That's true. If they're looking for warmth, I mean, yeah, it's a poo pit. <laughs> it's a poo uh, pit. <laughs> and it goes on about about other bears <laughs> in Alaska. <laughs> and the bear, origin and, and, of the bear. But can you imagine not only and we've talked about this before with the snake one but not only sitting down with a bare butt going just trying to pee and something fucking bites you on the like that's the last thing you're (laughs) expecting and then like yeah she thought maybe it was something small but a goddamn bear face looking back at you (laughs) a bear thank god we don't have bears here could you yeah i call things like that shockers 
Yeah. I think it like, would be a shock. But like, yeah, whenever yeah. like something unexpected happens, it's a shocker. Yeah. Like it's very hard for me to handle yeah. and process. Yeah. I could not imagine a bear biting my butt cheeks. I can't imagine like just being out and seeing a bear. Um, do any no. of you have bears? <laughs> Where Does you anyone have a bear out a, there? A pet bear? Are you allowed to have a bear as a pet? Um, we've got foxes by us the big orange foxes and it's obviously not um a bear but no. when you you're not used to seeing those either no. so when you see one it's still kind of like whoa it's a little bit majestic yeah a little bit they're beautiful creatures we also had those big giant turkeys oh i hate turkeys on the side of the road things. anyway yeah but so. yeah that was much more lighthearted than mine yeah nice all right are you ready for some qotdw yeah i'm ready okay so we didn't have a qotdw for today so i told katie hey post about it in the facebook group and she did okay we've got a few here okay well, number one katie s says yay for no more quarantine oh. i agree yay. yay yay to the nth degree honestly tara wants to know if you could be reincarnated as anything oh, fuck what would you choose human doesn't count I pick cat, 100%. Really? They don't have to do shit. They don't do shit. What do they have to do? And they have claws. They've got claws. You, you get fed and watered. If you've got a home. I want to be a cat with a home. Yeah, not a, with not a, nice a homeless home. cat. I don't want to be a homeless cat. Um, and then you just get to sleep. And then you can like fucking claw at people's ankles when they walk by. That's fun, <laughs> right? I'm sure that would be fun. I, I pick cat all day. <sighs> Could I be something that doesn't really, like, exist? Um, sure. <laughs> I would be a vampire. Yeah. I would just like to be one. Let's and be vampires. See. Yeah. Do we have any vampire <sighs> listeners? Um, <laughs> I don't know okay. I'm growling. <laughs> All right. D wants to know, would you rather be invisible or read minds? I think invisible. Oh, that's a tough one because yeah. I like both. I know. I like both, too. But I think invisible because you could still hear things that you are not supposed to hear. Yeah. Because you could just sneak right up. You could insert yourself into any conversation mm-hmm. without I agree. anyone knowing. We could do what we wanted. Anything. Yeah. I think invisible. I think so. Give me the invisibility cloak, D. Amanda says, ain't got nothing except wishing I had bought ice cream earlier. What is your favorite flavor? Ooh, what's my favorite flavor? What's your favorite flavor? Mine is Haagen-Dazs coffee. Mine would be Culver's vanilla with the caramel sundae dripping. The hot caramel sauce. (gasps) Give me some Remember when we had an Instagram dedicated to caramel sundaes? <laughs> I was pregnant. Yeah. And we got them all the time. All the time. Whew. Um, yeah, now I want ice cream. Okay. So, you guys, while we were on quarantine, and by we, I mean her, mm-hmm. there was a lot of back and forth going on in the podcast world, specifically in the true crime world. And it's been happening quite a bit lately, whether like via podcast or the true crime community on YouTube where there is a lot of backlash Mm -hmm. for how YouTubers and podcasters are spreading the message of these crimes that are being committed. Mm -hmm. And obviously, we're not going to get into names of these people, either, you know, the podcasters or families or anything like that, because that's important, but it is not as important as the message behind what's happening. And that is, there's a way to go about delivering the message that we're trying to deliver. And while Katie and I can joke and have fun about things, it's typically before or after the episode. Or directed at the scumbags. Exactly. The the scumbags, the killers, Mm -hmm. the people who are murdering people. We want to be able to have a lighthearted podcast when we can. Mm -hmm. But when the topic is heavy and when we're talking about people's lives and the family members that are left to grieve those people, whether they're missing or they're murdered or they've disappeared, we don't, that's not the point. Mm-hmm. The point is the fact that we just always want to make sure that we are coming across respectful and that we are giving you the facts that we can. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when we're researching, there's going to be times when there are discrepancies. Yeah, there's always discrepancies in any case, but we just want to always make sure that we are respectful. Yeah, that is the main thing. We just want to make sure everyone knows 
that that we do our best to be mindful and intentional in not only the cases we choose but how we talk about them so with that being said that's that but we're just going to be keeping that more in the forefront of our little brains (laughs) our little tiny brains So this week, I have the floor. I am going to be talking to you guys about the murder of Nicole Fitz and the disappearance of Ariana Fitz. Okay, I don't know anything about them. Are you sure? I don't think so. Okay, you might once we start talking. So we'll take it back to the beginning when Nicole was just a little girl. So Nicole went by Nikki to some. Nikki was a middle child. Nikki's mom was a single mother and she had three children and she was raising them in Culver City, California. Nikki was said to have been incredibly, incredibly, incredibly shy. It was a running joke that she seemed like the youngest in the family or the baby of the family just because she was so shy. But at the same time, she was incredibly selfless and had a huge giving and kind heart. She really thrived off of giving to others. Nikki also was 100% the teacher's pet. She loved school. She enjoyed going. She wanted to become a teacher when Mm -hmm. she was older. Um, She just had dreams and aspirations of doing the same things that her teachers did for her. Yeah. She actually ended up volunteering at a recreation center, and the city of Los Angeles awarded her for all of her countless volunteer hours. Wow. There's a photo of her accepting the award. She looks so freaking happy. Oh. It's just like, she just was a very good person. Yeah. And I feel like it's hard to find good people <laughs> who no, like, want really to is. spend their time giving back. Yeah. You know? So when Nikki was in high school, her mom passed away unexpectedly. Mm. And it was just, it was devastating. The three children ended up having to go in and out of different homes. They were bouncing around from here to there. Eventually, Nikki had her first baby. Okay. And she was a single mother. Mm-hmm. And it was just very, very hard on her. So... Some sources had said that the three sisters got split up during, like, the bouncing around from home to home. Mm -hmm. But Nikki ended up reconnecting with her sister, Tess. Tess was dating a woman named Claire. And Nikki, Tess, and Claire all decided to work together to get a home. And that's exactly what they did. So they ended up finding a home in Pacifica, California. And they were all going to chip in for bills, the rent, the utilities, etc. So now, even though they all worked and they worked hard to pay the bills and the utilities, they still fell behind. And then Nikki became pregnant with her second daughter. The women decided to end their lease early and try and look for cheaper avenues to live and better jobs. Mm -hmm. So Pacifica, California isn't the cheapest place to live. I feel like nowhere in California is cheap at all. But so Tess and Claire, they're dating. They decided to try and get out of that area and go to a cheaper area to live. Mm -hmm. But Nikki had her eye on San Francisco, and she felt like there was better opportunities there, and she would be able to provide a better life for her children there. Okay. It was calling her. Yeah. She decided to send her firstborn daughter, Sandy, to live with her father in Southern California. She felt like she would have a better life with her dad until she was able to kind of get her feet on the ground, Mm -hmm. plant some roots, get a better job. Right. Um, And then she would figure out, you know, the the children and custody arrangements right. and things like that that's after she was working understandable but i Absolutely. feel like that's such a hard decision to make i feel like it was uh, really really hard for her yeah but i feel like she felt like she was doing the best possible thing for right her. yeah sometimes you you do you have to put aside what you want for what needs to happen exactly yeah. i'm sure that it that's wasn't hard. her like first she, choice exactly yeah. exactly yeah. i'm sure if she had it her way she would have had a never-ending supply of money and her daughter well, would yeah. have been with her right you know on September 6th of 2013, Ariana, Nikki's second-born daughter, was born. Nikki had been living in a homeless women's shelter, and she felt like she was just in this really terrible, terrible cycle. So she needed to work, but she had to care for Ariana, mm-hmm. so she couldn't exactly bring Ariana to work with her. Right. But she couldn't pay a babysitter so she could go to work because she didn't have money Mm -hmm. because she was watching her daughter. So it was just a really awful cycle that she was in. And she couldn't put Ariana in daycare because she didn't have a job. She couldn't get a job because she didn't have daycare for Ariana. It was just a bad cycle. Yeah. So as Ariana grows up a little bit, 
Uh, it's said that she's just a very, very happy baby, mm. despite how hard she and her mom are both struggling just daily, yeah, just to live, just to to find somewhere to sleep, to find something to eat, things right. like that. So Nikki ends up meeting a woman who claimed to be a street pastor of evangelical faith, and her name was Limassani. Okay. And I've never, I have never heard of a street pastor before. So... Street Pastors actually have their own website. Okay. It's called streetpastors.org. Well, that fits. Mm-hmm. And it's on their website. It says a street pastor is someone who is a Christian and is part of a local church, concerned for society and their local community, willing to engage with people, whatever their perspective on life is and wherever they hang out. Happy to work in a team and in collaboration with other agencies and projects, both statutory and voluntary. And then they go on to talk about, like, if you want to become a street pastor, there's training programs, stuff like that. Okay. Anyway, so that is a... A street pastor. So they, they, do they just go, they go out? They go out and they find, yeah, I guess so. That's what it seems like. And they pastor. They spread the word. They spread the good word. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that is what Limassani is. And she is evangelical. I know I said that, but just reiterating. Mm -hmm. So Limassani ends up telling Nikki. So they form this friendship, relationship, pastor, parishioner type of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Limassani ends up telling Nikki that she wants to help her and Ariana. And she offers the two of them a place to stay. She said that she would watch Ariana while Nikki got a job and got on her feet. And Nikki did find a job. She was so incredibly grateful for this Aww. opportunity with Limassani. Yeah. And she found a really great job at Best Buy. Okay. She was getting a ton of hours and was working her ass off. But as soon as the checks started rolling in, Limassani started charging her rent and daycare prices. Okay. And uh. so it's just, oh, it was said that, okay, so yeah, that's fine. You're living with someone, you're contributing it's to understandable. bills. understandable. Get it. Yeah, but was she under the impression that... She was under the impression that it was that she was going to have a little bit of time to get herself on her feet. Okay. And then also, she wasn't under the impression that Limassani would start taking her entire paycheck. Oh, Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Okay. Yes. And I've read multiple sources, watched, listened to multiple things that yeah. talked about how Limassani started taking, just conveniently taking the entire paycheck. Wow. Yeah. Also, despite now Nikki paying to live there, mm-hmm. Limassani refused to ever give her a key to the house. Oh. Weird, right? Yeah. If you're now paying right. with everything that you make. Everything. Yeah, you should have a a key. Yeah. So Nikki tells her sister Test that while she was at work, Limassani started to text her very unusual, degrading messages about her worth as a person and about how she was a terrible influence and a terrible mother to her daughter, Ariana. Oh, God. So it was kind of like Limassani was like this bright, shining light, right? Of hope. Yeah. Exactly. Of like exactly, exactly what Nikki needed at that time. Right. And she lured her in, and now she's taking all of her money, and she's telling her that she's a worthless human being. Yeah. Tess decided that she couldn't stand by and listen to these horror stories um, about, you know, this woman mm-hmm. who was supposed to be, like, this beacon of hope, and yeah. this this person who was helping her sister get back on her feet basically just totally flipped the switch. Right. And she just couldn't stand by and listen to that anymore. So she decided she was going to take charge and she was going to get Nikki and Ariana out of that that situation. Mm-hmm. During all of this, Limassani started getting incredibly possessive over Ariana too, which just was like the fucking icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. It just became a really odd situation. So Tess and her girlfriend Claire ended up calling the San Diego Police Department to escort them. Wow. Because that's how nervous they were about the whole situation. Yeah. But they did end up getting Nikki and Ariana out of Limassani's house, like totally moving them out of there. And after they left, Limassani started sending messages to Nikki and they said things like, bring my baby back to me. Oh, no. Yeah. So shortly before Tess got involved and in, in got Nikki and Ariana out of Limassani's home, Nikki started having Limassani's nieces watch Ariana. She felt the weird possessiveness happening, too, with Limassani. Yeah. So she ended up leaving her with the nieces. And 
She was almost afraid to leave Ariana with Lamasani, so that's why she started to have the nieces babysit her. Okay. Now, when Tess took Nikki and Ariana in with her, Nikki couldn't leave the Best Buy job, but it was like two-ish hours away. So she would have to either have Tess or Claire drive her there, or she would have to take public transport. And Tess and Claire couldn't watch Ariana, so she didn't have any choice but to leave Ariana with the nieces. She had no one else to watch Ariana so she could continue to work Mm -hmm. to provide a life eventually that she wanted to provide for her daughters. So the nieces of Lamasani were Ciolo and Helena. Ciolo and Helena were sisters. Nikki trusted the nieces and she said that they actually weren't on speaking terms with Lamasani. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she felt even better about leaving Ariana in their care. Mm -hmm. There were times that Nikki would pick up so many shifts that Ariana was staying with Ciolo and Helena for days at a time because Nikki would either be working very late into the night to like closing time. Right. Or, and then she would be working the next day early. This meant that she wasn't able to take the two hour trip back home to stay with Tess and Claire. Mm -hmm. So she would leave Ariana with Ciolo or Helena and she would end up couch surfing. Yeah. Somewhere else. Right. Um, you know, she didn't want to go pick up Ariana at one in the morning. Yeah. She's and already trying and find. There's no point. Yeah. It, I feel like she was just trying to do what was best for her baby. Yeah. Because it can be even more disruptive. And dangerous. I mean, yeah. To have a two-year-old out in the middle of the night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And not having reliable transportation yeah. either. And not to mention, it's going to just totally mess up the baby's sleep patterns. Yes. and And all of that. If you've had a baby... You know, you don't wake them up. You don't wake a sleeping baby. ever. (laughs) Honestly, so Nikki was just desperately trying to take any shift offered to her so she could afford a better life for her kids and herself. Mm -hmm. And if that meant her baby staying with two women that she trusted, whether it be in Helena's home or Ciolo's home, as long as she was with one of them, she felt okay about it. Yeah. Now, during all of this, Cindy, Nikki's firstborn daughter, who was living in Southern California with her father, mm-hmm. ended up being taken out of the father's home by Child Protective Services. Oh, no. Nikki had to start getting herself to Los Angeles to court hearings for her daughter to advocate for Cindy mm-hmm. and figure out what was going on with the father. And that was just a huge mess that, on top of everything else that she was right. dealing with. Ciolo and Helena ended up telling Nikki that they felt like Ariana shouldn't be going back and forth to Santa Cruz, which is where Tess and Claire lived. Mm -hmm. So there were times when Nikki would be able to pick up Ariana and they would go back to Tess's house or Tess's apartment. Mm -hmm. But Ciolo and Helena just decided to put their two cents in about that. I don't know why they didn't feel like it was a good environment for Ariana, but they did. Yeah. And they weren't shy about telling Nikki this. Yeah. It got to a point where they deny Nikki even seeing Ariana. Oh. Her daughter. Well, you can't do that. Yeah, but they did. It's starting to sound like... Limassani 2.0 yeah. and, and 3.0. Right. They would tell her that they weren't home when Nikki would try to come pick her up or mm-hmm. see her for a little bit between shifts. Yeah. And it just got increasingly worse. Co-workers found out about Nikki being homeless at Best Buy, and one of her co-workers offered a place for her to stay. She lives in San Francisco, and it was like a dream come true because it wasn't far from Best Buy. wasn't yeah. like she would have to commute two hours both ways every day. Right. Um, so it was like another just like... Nikki almost felt like it was like this break that she needed, mm-hmm. you know? And those, the two nieces never offered... I guess her, not. Like, sleep on the couch right. for the night. Right. Yeah, that's weird. It was just this opportunity that presented itself, and Nikki couldn't believe that she was finally catching a break. Mm-hmm. But then, Nikki informed Ciolo and Helena that she wouldn't need quite as much help anymore. They were still just being super shady and not allowing her to see her daughter. She told the women that she was coming to pick Ariana up and that she wouldn't be using their services anymore. Oh, wow. She just started to get a really bad feeling about them. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like Lamasani all over again. Yeah. And she just wanted to get her daughter out of there and have her daughter with her. Right. She would figure out the rest after. So Ciolo and Helena ended up telling Nikki that she couldn't pick Ariana up because they took Ariana to Disneyland. Oh, mm-hmm. excuse me? Yeah, I, it was just such a, 
a fucking mess. They started saying to her and texting her the same types of things that Lemisani had always said, like about mm-hmm. her worth and about her not being a good mom and things like that. Yeah. Around this time, it had been about six weeks since Nikki was able to see her daughter. Wow. Mm -hmm. It was believed that she saw Ariana sometime in February 2016, and it was going on March at this point. Okay. So we're at either April 1st or 2nd, 2016. There's conflicting reports about this. This is said to be the date that Nikki had said that she was picking up Ariana and she would not be back with them again. Nikki had a shift at work and she was supposed to be meeting up with Tess after her shift, but instead she hung out with a co-worker named Michael. Apparently plans with her and Tess had fallen through. Mm-hmm. So she and Michael hung out for a little bit and Michael remembers Nikki asking him if they could stop at an ATM and that she withdrew a hefty sum of money. He then dropped her off with her roommate, the place that she was staying at, and they watched a movie until right around 9 p.m. on the night of the 1st or 2nd of April 2016. She did. She watched the movie with her roommate. Okay. Nikki apparently then received a phone call that was incredibly dire. The roommate reportedly said that Nikki had told her that the babysitters said something was wrong. Okay. The roommate said that she had to go meet Ciolo and Helena, the babysitters, and that she would be back in quote-unquote five minutes. Mm-hmm. which wasn't very long, depending on where they had to meet. Right. There right. was there was also conflicting reports about that. There was someone who said BJ's, another place who said JB's. They were just supposed to meet somewhere. Mm-hmm. And Nikki was incredibly upset because she was like, something's wrong, I have to go. By the next morning, though, even though she had said that she was going to be back in five minutes, she still wasn't back home. Oh, no. The roommate received a message at 1245 in the morning. And it said something along the lines of the fact that Nikki was going to Fresno with a man by the name of Sam. Hmm. Very short, clear, yeah. to the point. And then at 1.13 a.m., so only about a half an hour after that, Nikki made a post on Facebook that said, quote unquote, Spending time with my three-year-old. Need this break. But there's a few things that are strange. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you what they are. All right. It's already strange to me. (laughs) Yeah, it is. So the first thing is no one knew of anyone named Sam. Nikki wasn't private about her friends. Tess would have known a friend named Sam. Her roommate Mm. would have known. Michael. There would have been people who knew that she was talking with some guy named Sam. And then her status at 113. Mm -hmm. Spending time with my three-year-old. Need this break. Ariana was two. And she also spelled break, B-R-A-K-E. Yeah. And she was a very smart woman. Remember, she wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. She thrived being in school. She knew how to spell. Mm-hmm. She wasn't going to put a car break right. for a, a, a mind break. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and her daughter is two. That's the biggest one that stands out to right. me. You You're don't get gonna... your kid's no. age wrong. No. Tess immediately had a strong feeling that her sister did not put that post up. Mm-hmm. Nikki ended up being a no-call, no-show for her next shift, and that was not like her. She loved her job. She took any and every shift that was offered to her. Yeah, it sounded like she wouldn't even ever call off. No, absolutely not. not, just not show up and not call. Exactly. She had an incredible work ethic, and she was not going to be a no-call, no-show. There was no way. Right. So Tess and Claire try to report Nikki missing, but as we all know, adults can leave. Yeah. It's not a crime for an adult to leave and not tell anyone where they're going. Right. It's very hard to get law enforcement to take a missing person's report seriously mm-hmm. with an adult unless there's evidence of a crime being committed. Yeah. Tess actually started looking into all of Nikki's friends, mm-hmm. and no one had heard from her. They started using social media to get the word out about Nikki being gone, and Ariana was then reported missing because Tess didn't have the phone numbers for the babysitters for Ciolo oh, and Helena. Yeah. So she could report her missing because she hadn't seen her, she hadn't talked to yeah. her. Okay. And cops take missing children more seriously than missing adults yeah. most of the time. And wouldn't you know it, even though Ciolo and Helena were friends with Nikki on Facebook, they did not come forward with any information. Mm. Mm -hmm. They didn't come forward saying that they had Ariana, that she was okay, that Ariana was with them. Nothing. Why are you smiling? Because it's just so crazy. Mm -hmm. It's she was always with them. Mm -hmm. And then for them just to be like, oh, I don't know. Yep. No idea. I'm not going to comment on anything. No, fuck. Bullshit. 
The only saving grace here is that Tess had previously driven Nikki and Ariana to Ciolo's home and Helena's home. So Tess was able to remember where they were, so she turned the addresses over to authorities, and authorities started digging into where Ariana might be. Okay. Authorities questioned Ciolo and Helena, as well as a boyfriend of one of theirs, and all of them said that they hadn't seen Ariana in weeks. Mm-mm. 100% contradicts everything that Nikki had said to Tess. Yeah. To Claire, to her roommate, to co-workers, to everyone. So, liars. Yeah. On April 8th, 2016, employees doing gardening in San Francisco, it was at the McLaren oh, no. Park. This isn't going to be good. Mm-hmm. They're gardening. The, McLe- the John McLaren Park is where it was. Okay. They saw a piece of plywood that had been covered in leaves and brush, so they went to pick it up because they were doing a cleanup day anyway. And they found Nikki's body. <sighs> curled up in a fetal position in a shallow grave. No. There was a graffiti type of marking on the plywood as well, which to my knowledge still hasn't really been like deemed as evidence or anything. Mm Mm-hmm. And it could have been just a piece of plywood that was found. It could have already been on there. Exactly. So authorities immediately know that they need to speed up their search for Ariana now that they found her mother deceased. Right. Authorities searched both Ciolo and Helena's homes, as well as their vehicles. And during searching these two women, they found out that Helena has a record and she had murdered the father of her child. Oh, yeah, apparently Helena had served around six years in prison oh. for ki- for killing the father of one of her children. Wow. Okay. So that was an interesting tidbit yeah. that the authorities found out during all of this. Authorities said that they found evidence to prove that Ariana had been with Ciolo and Helena. So they were able to prove that the two women lied about not seeing her in weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, while investigating, apparently Nikki's phone last pinged at some random home. And when authorities asked the homeowners or renters or whoever was there, they said they had never heard of her. So I don't know what that was about, but that was just another thing that was out there. It's said that Nikki did get $600 out of the ATM, like her friend Michael, the co-worker, had said. Mm -hmm. And it's thought that maybe Ciolo and Helena had messaged her and said that, like, she needed to give them $600 and she could give and she Hostage. could get Ariana back. Exactly. Yeah. It's not known for sure, but that's just the Maybe. theory that's out yeah, there. Yeah, why else do you randomly exactly take that out? Or just that she needed to pay them for the past few weeks or something like that. Yeah. It isn't really known, but the money was thought to have to go to those women. Yeah, I mean, it sounds just like their aunt. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Now, Helena, Ciolo, and the boyfriend or husband of one of them were said to have been incredibly uncooperative. Authorities said that they have strong evidence that there was conflict between the those three mm-hmm. and Nikki on the day of the first or second when it came to getting Ariana out of their their yeah. grasp. Investigators say that they have some like 30,000 pieces of evidence wow. in their custody. Wow. And a lot of it is still so unknown and they haven't released very much to the public because mm-hmm. they are still trying to figure out who has Ariana. And it's very widely believed that Ariana is safe. They just don't know where she is. I'm assuming that they did check with... um... I'm I'm sure they checked with Lemassani. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. Best Buy actually offered up a $10,000 reward, which I thought that was really neat. Yeah. That a large-ass corporation like that Mm -hmm. cared enough to do that. Right. Investigators continue to say that they've made great strides in the case of Nikki and Ariana, but there still hasn't been anything else revealed to the public. Hmm. And that's that's all we have. That's wow. all we have to go off of. That was 2016. Okay. Um, they did release an age progression photo of Ariana, and that is what I want you guys, if you take anything from the podcast today. I did think it would be, oh, wow, my mind is just going all over the place. I thought that it would be a good idea, if we can, for for every podcast that we can do this for, mm-hmm. to do like a call to action type of thing. Yeah. And it was, I hadn't brought it up to Katie yet, so I'm bringing it up to Katie now. <laughs> As if she would say no. So for this very first call to action, I am going to share in the group, we'll share it on Instagram, on Twitter, everywhere, a the age progression photo mm-hmm. of Ariana. She's so stinking cute. She has the best mm. smile, like before, before, not, I mean, the age progression photo too, but 
So when Ariana went missing, she was only two years old. She was only two feet tall. Hmm. And she was 45 pounds. Ariana has brown eyes, black hair. The age progression photo really does seem like it would look like her, too. Can you show me? Do you have it pulled up? Mm Mm-hmm. This is what she would look like now. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. The cutest little baby. That hurts my heart. And I feel like it only takes one person. Yeah. One person to see this photo and say, I just saw that little girl. Mm -hmm. That little girl is living next door to me. I saw that little girl in the grocery store. If everyone could please just share this photo. One person's eyes. That's all it takes. Yeah, you never know. To to bring this baby back to her, to at least to her aunts. Obviously, her mother is deceased. We still don't know who did that. But it is widely, widely, widely assumed that whoever has Ariana is the person who murdered her mother. Yeah. Yep. And her sister is still advocating for her, still trying to get justice for her. There's a Facebook group, and it's called Finding Nicole, Nikki Fitz, and Ariana Fitz. I think they just didn't change the name. But the, the group is still, there There was just a post two days ago. It's still active. Yeah, it's still yeah. active. So I will leave that linked down below. There is, so obviously, number one, if you see this photo mm-hmm. or any of this sounds familiar to you, whatever, you have some kind of information you can call the San Francisco Police Department at 415-553-8090, or you can call an anonymous tip line. So that's for the safety of yourself. If you don't want people to know who you are, you can still call and help bring this little baby back to her family. So that anonymous tip line phone number is 530-378-4491. And I'll leave those obviously linked. We'll put those all over social media. Um, But you guys, that is your call to action. Please find the age progression photo. We're going to literally, we will put it everywhere, all over our social media. And please share it. Share it on your stories. Share it on your timeline. Share it on your Twitters. I don't care where you share it. Just please share it. Because it could literally bring a little girl home to her family. Yep. And it takes half a second. Wow. I know. It's like one of those cases, like Caitlin Akins, like Alyssa Turney, where you know who did it. Right. You you know who did it. Mm -hmm. Police know who did it. But there has to be something, without a doubt, that links someone to the case. Right. And I I really hope that they're close. I hope that they're close. I hope that they're still giving it the attention that I hope it so too. deserves. I hope so, too. And you guys, believe it or not, you know, flooding social media with this stuff really does put pressure on law enforcement. Yeah. It does. Or calling in, ta- yeah. you know, calling into attorney generals and to detectives and to yeah. departments and things like that. And just being like, hey, wanted to remind you, yeah. this little girl is still missing. And I know that you guys... Kiera Coles in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You guys do bring this up from time to time when you ask if we're still calling. We are still calling. Mm-hmm. We are still emailing. We are still doing everything that we can do to put pressure. And still haven't heard anything back. No. So, I mean, we that's still. That. <laughs> I do not get any return calls. I do not get any emails. Yeah. I get nothing. Yeah. So, and we hope that you will share it and we hope that you will talk about Nikki and Ariana Fitz and. Just help us spread the word about this case because Mm -hmm. it deserves to be talked about. And that was something that's kind of leading into my next point. We like to have the hour-long episodes for you guys. This one, we don't know if it's going to be that long. I'm I'm kind of leaning towards it's probably only going to be 45-ish minutes Mm -hmm. because this is a shorter case. We don't know as much. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't matter how much digging I did. There just isn't that much out there. There's not that much that authorities are able to say right now. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I don't think it's fair not to talk about it just because it won't be a long episode. Right, exactly. Nikki Fitz deserves to have justice. Her killer needs to be brought to justice. Yeah. And Ariana deserves to be back with her family. And whoever did these disgusting crimes deserves to pay. And... We should be talking about it. Yep. I think it's time for reading, watching, listening. I think it might be that time. Why don't you talk to me about what you're reading, what you're watching, and what you're listening to? Okay. Because did well, you get anything done during, during my quarantine? I watched a lot of TV. 
I didn't get any reading done or anything else, really, for that matter. No. Um, things got a little hairy there. You know, I wasn't doing too well. Yes, mentally and for, physically. For a while. And everything. Um, But I did watch uh, the Cecil Hotel, the Elisa Lamb, the Netflix yeah. documentary docuseries thing. I know a lot of you have watched it, and there's a lot of opinions <laughs> Especially about the hotel manager. Yeah. If you watch it, <laughs> Tori, you'll know. Yeah. Something's not right. I watched. And I don't want to like, I'm not accusing her of anything. Or, or, I don't, I'm not, not doing anything of the sort. But I don't know if they edited it. Yeah. To make her look a certain way. Yeah. Not look physically, but like seem Up a here. certain way. Yeah. I only watched the first episode. Yeah. So I only so you know saw a I'm couple clips. About. But I know the blonde woman. Yes. Yes. Yeah, her. I watched the whole thing. I feel like they kind of stretched 20 minutes of information into like four hours. Sure. Because I mean, most of us know the Elisa Lamb case. Yes. It's huge. Yes. We've all heard it. But yeah. we did learn. I mean, I learned a few things. I learned, I didn't know about that morbid, that morbid guy, the musician whose life was pretty much ruined because he was accused of murdering her. I don't feel like at, I got he, to that part. No, that was like, that would have been towards the end. Okay. But yeah. he stayed at the Cecil Hotel for like two days the year before she stayed there. And people like were connecting his oh, like wow. YouTube videos to her. And he did this music video where he's like basically chasing a girl through the woods and then he kills her. So obviously people were like, he did it. It was yeah. totally him. But he wasn't even there at the same time. Sure. So you know how people can get kind of um, out of line. Jumping to you know? conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of felt bad for him, and I didn't know that the latch to the water tank was open when the maintenance worker found her. Oh. This whole time I thought it was closed. Yeah, I thought so too. But it was open, apparently. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. And I didn't know about the serial killer journalist that stayed in the Cecil Hotel, who I'm going to do an episode on. I don't so, even know what you're talking about. Yeah, so. you got to finish it. So I watched that. I watched the Delphi Murders documentary that was on a HLN or Oxygen. HLN or Oxygen. That was the one day I went to bed one at or the other. That was Valentine's Day yeah. <laughs> and the day after. Um, I think it was kind of the same thing. Not really any new information, but it was interesting to see um, like Kelsey on there yeah. and see video of like where they were found and all of this. But I mean, once again, if you know that case, there's not really any new information. Sure. But it's good that they are still getting the word out. I, I just want that one to get solved I know. so fucking I bad. Know. I want them all to get solved. But yeah. That's just one that pulls on my heart. Yeah. I also watched Chicago for the first time in you years. Did. Yeah. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. And actually, the cases that I'm doing next week have to do with that movie. What movie? Chicago. Oh, Chicago. <laughs> She's half asleep. <laughs> I've checked out now that I'm You've done. You've checked out. And I haven't read anything. I haven't... Um, I've, I haven't really listened to anything. No. I did do a CrimeCon um, online daily thing. It had, um, there was, Sarah Turney was on there talking about oh, victim advocacy. I love Sarah Turney. Um, there was a woman, her name is Jackie. She was put into witness protection. She told, she was on there telling her story when she was a little girl. Her dad was a hell's angel. Oh, wow. And he ended up um, testifying against them and her whole family was put into witness protection and she was telling everybody about how they were pretty much just dumped at this hotel wow and not given any resources and it just made her life like it it affected every part of her life as she got older like to getting her marriage certificate yeah i bet everything and she was talking about how it needs like major reform which is something we don't think about no. i don't think about witsec ever no but there's so many people in it and children that are living that right now and it's just i don't know i didn't yeah. know how badly it needed reformed i didn't even you know, yeah no you don't even think yeah. about mm -mm. i think about like being whisked away and being like i don't know yeah. i don't think about it right. like that yeah, yeah. And then Polly Holes was on there talking. Who we love. Yeah. About a serial killer in California. What do you know? What, what do you know? And I think he's know? got like an audible original coming out about that. Oh, cool. And I can't remember the guy's name that he was talking about. Yeah. But if I can find that, I'll share it in the group and stuff. So that's about it. What about you? Wow. That was I a had a very true crime filled. Truly. 
<laughs> two weeks. I know you finished a book or two, didn't I you? I did, I think. I don't... I you think? I don't... You guys, it's hard for me to keep track of what I've talked about and what I haven't talked about. Didn't you say you finished The Wrong Family? I did finish The Wrong Family. I never thought you would go back to it, to be honest. I honestly just... Not because I don't believe in you, but just because it I just didn't wasn't, think you were yeah, into it at I all. wasn't. I yeah. wasn't. Um, but I finished it because it's Taryn, so I wanted to finish it. Yeah. We have read all of her other books. What's your rating out of five? Uh, 3.5. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 3.5. Yeah. Um, I was telling Chastity, actually, that I think traditional publishing for her, it takes a lot of her voice away. Yeah. You know? I noticed that with... I. That's what I thought. Yeah. With that's the just my opinion. But I, yeah, I don't know for sure. Right. But I mean, not every book is for everyone, even if it's right. one of your favorite authors. Yeah. Um. So The Wrong Family, which I still call The Wives, uh, <laughs> was just that book for me. Yeah. Um. I started The Wife Upstairs. Oh, I'm back to Sweetwater again. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm on chapter seven of okay. that. She just watches all the TikToks I send her. Yes. I just watch TikToks that Katie sends me. And that's really about it. I have been working very, very hard, though, on a case that I'm going to be doing two weeks from now. Mm -hmm. We'll have more information about that when we have more information about it. Yeah. Our Um, diehards probably already know. Yes. The diehards and our Patreons. Yeah. Which are the same people. (laughs) (laughs) Probably already know. Also, speaking of Patreon, thank you guys so much for being Patreon members and all of your support that you continuously give to us. Thank you. Honestly, it means the world. It really does. please remember... Like we said, all of our Patreon money is going directly to Texas. We're just shipping that shit to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. You can send us an email at cruelandunusualthepod at gmail.com. You can go to cruelinkmedia.com. If you want. If you want. That's where our merch is. Yeah. We're going to be having, I think I was talking to Angela, but we're going to be working on some new designs because we don't have like any short sleeves on there right no, now. No, we don't. But it's going to be it's going to be spring. Mm-hmm. It's going to be summer. Ew. But we're going to put some new designs on some short sleeves and some tanks up there. Yeah. And we'll let you all know when that happens. And we've been supposed to be doing a sticker for yeah. for something for a little bit. So that's going to be coming pretty soon. And also, just in case you didn't know this, I tweet. She tweets at cruel unusual pod. Our Instagram is at Cruel and Unusual the Pod, and you can join our Facebook group that is Cruel and Unusual colon the group. We have nice discussion posts in there on Thursdays. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that that's all, right? I think so. I think so. Love you. All right. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.